I'm doing something at the minute. Oh my god, one second. I'm doing my podcast! Welcome back to another episode of United by Pops Fandomonium podcast. We are a week late because <laughs> we're tell anyone. Well, the state of the world was a little too chaotic for us to jump in and talk about stupid pop culture shit, I think. You would agree with me, right? Yeah. Um, also, we just weren't in the best headspace, were we? No. I mean, <laughs> how are you not suffering with poor mental health in the state of the world I mean it's just but anyways so um I think you know in the brilliance that is Netflix they were like wow everybody's feeling really depressed the world is really grim people are dying people are revolting like let's drop the final season of 13 reasons why yep it sounds about right um and you know what what I wasn't <laughs> what <laughs> I wasn't even really excited about this new um season because if I'm quite honest, the last two have been a bit shit. Oh. Um Okay, you Ooh. disagree. <laughs> I this I mean, I think we talked last time about guilty pleasures and how we shouldn't call things guilty pleasures, but my god is thirteen reasons why a guilty pleasure for me because I know wow. that it is crap. <laughs> It's not even that you know I love crap TV, a.k.a. Love Island, apart from the last season of that, which also the summer one, no, the winter one was shite. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I couldn't get into it. I watched it, but I just... I, I published a story um, a couple of years ago about how this show like gets a really bad rap because... You know, people are constantly like, you're not doing enough. Um, you're sending the wrong message. Like, it's supposed to be, you know, deeper than this, like, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, wrote a whole piece about how, like, you're asking too much of a TV show. It can't possibly cover all topics related to teenage mental health um, and school safety and everything. Like, it's just, a, it's a, it's entertainment. And it it is entertainment. And I think all the seasons have been crazy but entertaining well I respectfully disagree <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we'll allow it season one great loved it loved it so much that I read the book after I'd watched the tv series which I don't like doing but I did don't you think the book was a bit strange um no I, I quite enjoyed it I felt like I wouldn't have understood the book if I hadn't seen the show like the show went so much deeper and I felt like the book was missing pieces I I find it hard to think of it in that way because whenever I've seen something like the same as normal people which we spoke about before which I did the same as soon as I've seen what they've portrayed the characters like on screen and how they are that's all I can get in my head yeah yeah I know, and I, I, I think that this one I especially found it difficult because I don't the book. I think I read the book in a day. Like it's a short book. It's short, yeah. 
And it's kind of amazing that they made a four season show out of it because basically, I mean, the, the first season is the book and then the rest mm. of it is just where they took it. Like it's just totally new. So, I mean, this season was it. They, you know, it, it, the whole show took us through their high school experience mm-hmm. and it ended in their graduation. Which, by the way, can I just say to me, is totally fucking wild. Like, why do you graduate high school? What do you mean, why do you graduate high school? Why do you have a ceremony once you finish high school? You just have to, like, high school is a thing that you have to finish regardless. Like, we just finish high school and then fuck off somewhere else. (laughs) We don't have a graduation with gowns. The only time you have graduation is at university. Wow, I didn't know that. I, high school graduation's awesome. <laughs> You're like, I mean, what do you do? You pretend you like all the people who you've spent the last 12 years with. Well, yeah, average day at school and work, yes. You have like a weird moment where you kind of are all like, we survived this together. I'm never going to see you again. But in this moment right now, we love each other. And I just don't get it's just so like fake. We have to dress up, have the mortarboards and all of that. Wow. Oh, it's a nice moment. Good photo opportunity. Wow. Yeah, oh, we don't do that. High graduation. I think it's important. You probably fucking graduate kindergarten how it is over there. <laughs> it's such a closure on like a huge time of your life. I, pff, yeah. It's do you have prom? prom? Uh, yeah, we do have prom. I asked that, but I didn't go to my prom, I so. also didn't go to mine because I had to go to a funeral, so. Oh, that's depressing. I just didn't want to go. <laughs> to be honest, I probably wouldn't have gone. I just went to the after parties. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what happened at ours. I was just so, by the end of high school, as you call it, I was just so, like, done. Yeah. But when do you, <laughs> how old are you when you end high school? Whatever you call 16? it. Sixteen. See, we're eighteen. Oh yeah, we're sixteen. We're like ready to go to war, you know, ready to vote. Not ready to drink though. So wait, I must have finished. This is really off topic. <laughs> I must have finished my education before you. No. Uh. <laughs> no wait, because after high school, I go to college for two years. So then I would be eighteen. And then at 18, I go to uni for three years. So after 18, we go to like a four-year bachelor's degree program. Well, I mean, most people, not more. I shouldn't even say most people. My privilege is showing. Yeah, ours are only three. So I would have finished a year before you. Yeah, but I waited a year to go to college. I took a gap year, so I finished late. Wow, I'm learning so much about you. Well, see, well, like... So it must be weird when you watch a show like 13 Reasons Why, which is so American high school on steroids. Yeah, because I did have to text you and ask if you actually had to train for an active shooter. Yeah, um, that (laughs) is fairly new stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know any school that does it. Uh, Spoiler alert, they do an active shooter drill in 13 Reasons Why, but they don't tell the students or the teachers that it's a drill. Drill, yeah. So um, they like traumatize them all. But um, I think, I feel like my sister did some kind of drill when she, my younger sister, when she was in high school. We never did anything like that. I mean, we had fire drills and that's about it. 
Um, yeah, that's what we, we had. We didn't do an active shooter drill, but I, I kind of remember because my high school was like completely renovated when I was um, like just starting it. And I remember that the doors like were designed some sort of specific way so they could be barricaded. Oh my God. <laughs> like they gave every um, classroom had a, like an armoire, like a big wardrobe kind of thing that you could slide in front of the door. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was designed like that on purpose. Unless that was like an urban legend, like when they tell you that the yeah the school has a pool on the roof. I'm not sure. <laughs> wow. It's just totally different world. Yeah. But um, I, I think it is definitely more common now to have active shooter drills, which is horrifying. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Tyler character... In 13 Reasons Why, definitely had one of the more interesting story arcs and char- mm. character developments. I mean, yeah, like, we really pitied him even when he was about to shoot up a school dance. God, I really did think the worst of him in this series. I was like, it's him, he's done this. Yes, yes, they definitely led you to think that he, mm. he was behind the when it was the drill that he was the one who was shooting up the school. Yeah. Um, they were they absolutely led us on, and it was really easy to believe because he was such a bastard. He was such a you know tumultuous character. I don't know if that's mm. a word you can use to describe someone's character, but that's what he was. It's a very good Scrabble word, that. Mm. Jesus, I don't think you have enough letters to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> More like an SAT word, but that wouldn't mean anything to you. We have SATs. What? Yeah, I'm sure we do. You take the SATs. Maybe they're different there. <laughs> Mind blown. The last thing I was going to say about 13 Reasons Why, which kind of ties back to how I was describing high school graduation, is that the whole show starts with everybody from like different cliques in high school. Mm-hmm. Like you've got like someone who's really smart. You've got the athlete. I mean, it's like um, the breakfast club, like somebody representative of every clique in high school. And they're not really friends, but they all have a storyline that's tied together by the, this one girl, Hannah Baker. And then by the end of, you know, the fourth and final season, Mm -hmm. they're actually all friends. Yeah. And they, I mean, some parts of it, I felt kind of were like that fake when you're just kind of feel like you're friends because you've experienced something, um, extreme together like Mm. four years of high school and you know I mean they you know murdered some people together which is a little bit different but (laughs) we'll just skim over that that's not really that relatable no but it it was kind of (laughs) the same idea that you know you you suffered and survived together and now you have a a unique bond that Mm. um but I would hazard a guess that if there was a 13 reasons why season five which there's not going to be because None of them would be friends again anymore at all, you know? Yeah, they're going to different colleges, right? Right. And I think they would probably never want to come back to that hometown ever again. It was a nice way to close it out. Burying the um, tapes. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it it naturally came to an end, which, if you're listening to this, Phoebe Wallabridge, you also need to do with Killing Eve. I can't even talk about Killing Eve not on the agenda we can't but I also saw I was like okay if I was you know a Netflix um acquisitions person I guess you wouldn't be acquiring anything because this would be a new concept (laughs) never mind (laughs) scratch that (laughs) 
if I was a Netflix person, because I clearly don't know how TV works, um, I would be like, oh, they buried the tapes in the ground. And now, like, 10 years later, somebody Mm. digs them up and, like, the whole story comes back up again. Yeah. And they find out who really did the killing. In 2030, I bet you teenagers would not have a fucking clue how to use a cassette tape. <laughs> Fair point. It's just, just a five-minute <laughs> clip of a kid being like, what the fuck is this? Chucking it over the clip. <laughs> what is this? Very good point. I'm here all day. <laughs> <sighs> well, speaking of, um, speaking of 13 Reasons Why and their kind of killing people and brushing it under the mat, I guess that... Uh, leads us in nicely to Louis Tomlinson's fans going to jail for him. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Did you not like that? What a transition. <laughs> it was so smooth. It sounds like we're calling Louis Tomlinson a murderer. <laughs> Did you feel that? That the smoothness? Not a single bump. <laughs> Gotta hate you. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> So Louis Tomlinson's fans did not cover up a murder for him, <laughs> but what they did do was somehow <laughs> get into a photo archive and release a ton of unreleased photos of him from professional magazine photo shoots. It was from the Telegraph or something, wasn't it? Something like that. I don't know. It's from your land, not mine. Oh, right. Well, I'm going to say it's from the Telegraph, but maybe we should bleep that out because we don't want to go to jail. We just said Louis Tomlinson's covering up a murder, so I think we're going to jail regardless. Oh, yeah. Um, So anyway, so, I mean, if the FBI is recruiting, or whatever your equivalent of the FBI is, um, Um, whatever they say in Killing Eve, (laughs) MI5, MI5. (laughs) So if they're recruiting, they need to recruit fandoms because my god they can get their hands on anything true and these photos were you know the outtakes the ones that were not chosen to be published in the magazine but they're fantastic and so obviously whoever found them was like fucking goldmine and distributed them and now um people were like "Ooh, like (laughs) you probably shouldn't share those they're definitely you know copyrighted they're definitely not just for the public, um, this is bad. And so this whole thing started that um, Louis fans were going to go to jail for him. But the creativity within that fandom is fantastic. Yes. I mean, we're talking full-on new merchandise mock-ups, Louis Tomlinson combined with Orange is the New Black, <laughs> yes. smiley face jumpsuits. Um, wow. The list is endless. I know. It almost makes you want to go to jail just to get that adorable orange jumpsuit. Right? You'd look good in orange. Thank you. Really bring out your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I want to look like a Lily Tomlinson branded criminal pumpkin. Cute. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the creativity is unbelievable. And the fact that they're able to crank that out within like minutes mm. is just, oh, and it reminds me that Niall just dropped like the coolest competition Oh, I saw that. His record label and management and his self. And mm. it's like... Itself. His self. <laughs> and it's like, a, it's an art competition, basically, where you have to kind of illustrate, um, draw or video or photograph, like, one of his song titles from Heartbreak Weather. You kind of, you know, represent it 
in any way that you want. And it's a competition. And the winner gets a lot. They get their artwork signed by Niall. They get it like blasted all over his socials and a thousand pounds. Dang! Make that bank. Because like a lot of these competitions, like you're just supposed to be happy that you were Mm -hmm. like the winner. Yeah, like yay. But this is like legit prizes. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely doing more creative things with um, the X 1D boys. Like the Liam one that you created something for the other week. Yeah, he wanted somebody to design him like an intro for his new like little YouTube vlog series, which hasn't come out in a while, I don't think, unless I've missed one. But um, yeah, he wanted it. I don't know how to do motion graphics, so I just kind of spliced together some cute clips from his previous vlogs, but that definitely wasn't really what he was looking for. But <laughs> hey, don't talk down about yourself like that. Okay, mom. It was just, it was good experience. It was a good way to learn a little bit about After Effects. Um, and I always just think it's cool that like this kind of stuff just really inspires people and mm. like, the talent just jumps out. Not of me, but of other people. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to slap you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really amazing how talented they are. And I think what comes out of the Nile, um, competition is going to be unbelievable. Mm. I yeah. That'll be really cool. Are you going to enter? I want to, but you know, you know what? <laughs> well, I really want to get procreate and an iPad pro and an Apple pencil, but oh, I need... here we go. But, but wait, wait, if I did that and I won, it would, it would be, be free. Yes, it would bounce out. <laughs> the winnings are like exactly the cost. I think you'd have more chance of winning a grand on the lottery, to be honest. Ouch. <laughs> that sounded really <laughs> Dang. No, I just meant... <laughs> what did you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I think a lot of people are going to enter. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Not, Not that I'm a countless bag of shit. <laughs> no. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I really wish um, our friend Harold would follow in the footsteps of his former bandmates and appreciate some well-made art because, as we've discussed, his merch fucking sucks. Oh, God. <laughs> The opportunity for it to be fantastic is there, and it just Mm -hmm. never, never hits. He was photographed running in London yesterday. How did he get here? Yeah, I haven't figured that part out yet. I mean, I guess because he's a British national, they can retrieve him and get Mm. home. But um, he he did wait a while. I don't know why you would leave beautiful Southern California to go be in London. But you've had really good weather in England, so... I also thought that everyone was supposed to self-isolate and quarantine for two weeks when they got back from anywhere, but here he is out and about in London, so hoo-hoo. Well, I saw people talking about the fact that he kind of just missed, like, the deadline for when they made you quarantine, like, he just kind of slid under it, so I think Oh, right. But, so he's out jogging, this is my point, and he's wearing this fantastic, like, 90s Nike color block Nike yeah and his bandana tied around his head matches his shoes match like he knows how to dress himself why 
why can't he dress us nicely too? Mm. Is that asking too much? I would throw so much of my unemployment money at him. Oh my God. (laughs) I would put all of the refund money I'm getting back for 700 of his tickets into his merch, if it was good merch. What refund money? Well, Verity. (laughs) So glad you asked. Um, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do about the refunds. So he spent, took forever and a day to announce that he had rescheduled his North American leg of the tour. Already mm. had told you guys over in wherever the hell you are that it was rescheduled like months ago, totally left us hanging. Like I think some of us were actually expecting that we were going to be in Madison Square Garden in a bubble. To be fair, our shows should have already happened. Hence. Hence him saying they were postponed. <laughs> but like he gave us, I, I believe we were at 16 days before the first North American mm. tour date. That, but it was very obvious that he was waiting until the new dates were finalized so he could announce yeah. it all in one go. Because if you don't announce new dates within 60 days of the announcement of your postponement, supposedly Ticketmaster will automatically make refunds available to people if they want them, which can be a Mm. massive money loss for artists like Louis, who have not announced new dates for next year, but have Mm. announced that it's postponed. So, you know, I think if it goes into that 60 day period and people start, like, obviously you're going to request a refund because you you have no idea what the new date is. So he waited until everything was finalized and now it is. And the tour is kind of flip. It hasn't even flip flopped. It's kind of crazy. So, I mean, I was going to, Northeast dates, Boston, Connecticut, New York, and then also had booked a trip to LA for those dates. And now the, so the start of the tour was the Northeast and the end was LA and now it's kind of flipped and LA starts it and the Northeast ends it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's a bunch of kind of jumbled dates in the middle where he's going from like Canada to Tennessee to New York to like, it's like, like a freaking ping pong ball, like boom, boom, boom. (laughs) what nothing what did you say i said yeehaw because of tennessee hell yeah you're the only 10 i see oh god (laughs) so anyway so this tour is a little messy um but it is still incredible that he was able to rejig it i mean i say he like harry's like excuse me madison square garden can you please squeeze me in um it's obviously his team but what they didn't cancel which (laughs) we are thrilled about is harry fucking i definitely thought harry ween was gonna get the axe oh no it's like the most important one i know but i really didn't think that that was gonna get rescheduled Mm. because it had to be such specific dates yeah but i hope Madison Square Garden was like, no, we've got no Halloween 2021 plans. <laughs> That's reserved for I Harry. Mean, those shows sold out. There's two. One on October 30th and one on the 31st. Those two shows sold out so quick. So quick. It was insane. We still need to try and get tickets for the other one. So yeah, so we weren't even able to get tickets for the actual Halloween night Well, show. well, Jacqueline. Oh my God, are you about to blame me? No. Oh, okay. oh my god, don't be so defensive. <laughs> well, we had split it and you were in charge of the 30th and I was in charge of the 31st and I failed. So Yeah, and then, right, so 
I have a magical Ticketmaster account, which basically means that every time I get put in a queue, I get skyrocketed to the front. Yeah, nobody knows why. It's just some weird (laughs) glitch in the matrix, but it's true. I've witnessed it firsthand. Zoom. (laughs) I got through um, to get tickets for the 31st. Um, I did this on literally like my third day of a new job sat (laughs) you know like anxiously bouncing up and down trying to do it and for some reason it didn't like my work computer so I got through got the standing tickets tried to check out with everything and then couldn't fucking do it oh I actually forgot that happened I had to clear all of my cookies which then pushed me right to the back of the queue and then they sold out yeah that was actually like that hurts more than just never getting in. I was distraught. <laughs> yeah, her new job's like, what is wrong with that lady girl? <laughs> she acting weird. <laughs> Literally bouncing up and down, my brow sweating, like my American Express in front of me, tapping away at this computer. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> but yeah, so now that the tour has changed, the last week of it, it, it all ends on Halloween and the mm-hmm. week leading up to it has the Connecticut show, which is at Mohegan sun arena, which is half the size of a standard arena. So that's going to be freaking awesome. And Boston. And so I have informed Miss Verity that she is required <laughs> to come over here for that week so that we can hit all four shows. So we'll just let everyone know that this year, you'll all be very, very surprised to know that it's actually our big 3-0. I know we don't look a day over 22, but I'm telling you now, it is our 30th this year. I'm feeling 30. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, we were going to make a thing of it, weren't we, Jackie? Yeah, we fucking were. <laughs> we can't even talk about it. We were planning something, you know... Jackie is an anxious flyer, but I'm so proud of her. She's been different places last year. She was going to go to LA this year. Well, still, hopefully you will. We were going to meet somewhere. Like, just have a really nice time. Um, Well, that all fucked up, didn't it, Mr. (laughs) Rona? Yeah. So we're going to go big next year, aren't we? And I think this week-long run of Harry shows is something we should really put our all into. I really hope that I'll be able to get the time off from my job at McDonald's. Are you joking? You need to save every single fucking mental health day or whatever it is you call it over there. My, my McDonald's mental health day? Because that's the only place it's hiring right now. Well, do you not get them at McDonald's? I don't know. It's a part-time job. Listen, everyone has like bad things to say about McDonald's, but I love it. <laughs> You, I find that British people are more passionate about McDonald's than Americans are. I think we just consider it a standard part of life, but you guys think it's like a real fucking treat. Like your passion for McFlurries is unmatched. I just feel like Americans have a lot more choice when it comes to shit to put in their mouth. Yes, that's true. I've never been to a McDonald's where a McFlurry a McFlurry machine a McFlurry machine was operational. Mm, yeah, that is a lie that they like to tell you. You just go over to Wendy's and you get a Frosty. See, we don't have a Wendy's. Yeah, really I, will, I do like a Wendy's. I've been there with you, haven't mm. I? Yeah, that's good stuff. 
It's actually mm. my preferred post-concert food. Mm. Well, you see, over here, there's not many places that are like 24-hour drive-through. Yeah. So you know what I'm like when I used to have to commute, come back home, and it was 2 a.m. I had to get my 2 a.m. nugs and chippies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my um, dad in, I can't remember if it was in college or grad school, must have been grad school because he didn't live at school for college. So when he was in grad school in Indiana and his roommate worked at McDonald's and mm. he would come home and just smell like a giant French fry. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like their whole like room would smell like that. Like it just never went away. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. I used to work, um, when I was a teenager in like a, um, Indian takeaway place. I didn't know I you to, did that. Yeah. I had to answer the phone and then I had to like put the lids on the pots and write it what it was and like give it to the customers. Mm. And when I came back home, <laughs> my clothes would stink and my hair would stink of like oh. the spices. <laughs> oh my God. It reminds me when I would work, um, bourbon and bacon fest and like <laughs> we would like we would take an uber home afterward and the uber drivers would be like like what <laughs> is that ladies <laughs> like this the bacon smell in the hair was just yeah. unmatched because um, we spent like 15 hours on the floor with like 20 bacon vendors <laughs> wow oh my god that used to be my least favorite day of the year and now i would do anything to do it again <laughs> <laughs> I bet vegetarians love working a bacon festival. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I didn't need any of it, but I just miss working. Oh man. oh man! Speaking of working, um, we've actually been doing a lot of working out. So much so that my elbows are fucking raw. I don't understand. So we've been doing the Chloe Ting. What is it? The twenty-eight day summer shred or something? So much. Yeah, something like that. It's basically, um, four weeks in there. Yeah, and I don't know what Verity is doing that is rubbing her elbows raw. <laughs> well, I'm low planking. I'm low planking, and the exercise mat I have is shit because it's like ridged. Mm. Ow. And they're like, I'm a sensitive flower anyway, as you know. Yeah. And I feel like I just need a like a flat yoga mat that is more squishy. Yeah, I gave up using a yoga mat because you sweat so much during this. Like, I sweat from places I just never knew I could sweat from. Like, I, I always text my sister that my skin is crying. And <laughs> it just soaks, like, the vinyl mat so that you're, like, you might as well be doing ice capades. Like, you can't get any traction. So I've been rolling around on my bedroom rug instead which I, it is burning a little bit. I've got some interesting marks on my knees, but <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to fall. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It's to the point now where, like, I can't hold the lower plank or the side plank because I can just feel it on my elbow. The, the, the most infuriating thing about it, I mean, besides the fact that I think that Chloe Ting, bless her heart, is an absolute sadist, but she doesn't break a sweat. <laughs> the entire yeah. video but I was watching another video of hers and she said you know you need to have realistic expectations she didn't just film those videos like after eating her McDonald's she's trained for weeks to get that fit 
Yeah, it's like four weeks, so like we'll look like her at the end. Exactly. Good, excellent. I already showed you my um <laughs> gun. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? Did you just say gunt? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Is that like a fupa? Yes. I've never heard that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> you are learning so many british words that is a new one that is that is definitely going in the Maybe. bank holy moly <laughs> don't sound so shocked i've said far worse to you before <laughs> that is a really good one so anyways <laughs> so um <laughs> Here we are trying to survive. I mean, it's kind of a nice bonding thing, I think, that we've done because um, we really have stuck to I mean, what are we, is today day 19? We really stuck yeah. to it. We've not missed a day. Verity had to do it at 9.30 last night because oh, our day was yeah. busy. But we, I mean, we've kept each other honest and we've stayed on it. And it's been so good. You, it's worth saying that it's five days working out and you get two rest days a week. Is that how it works? Have you not noticed? <laughs> no, I didn't pick up on a pattern. Yeah, you get two days off a week. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, five days on, two days off. So that's how it yeah. works. That's how the ting has operated it for us. Yeah. Orchestrated it, that's next, the word. <laughs> our next day off is on Monday, I think. Jesus Christ. I need one. <laughs> oh, my but God. I'm definitely, I'm feeling stronger. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that we did on day one that mm. I just absolutely couldn't do, I am able to do now. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing it to lose weight. I don't weigh myself. I'm doing it to get stronger and to see mm. that improvement is is gratifying. I'm so good at my uppy-downy planks now. What the hell is an uppy-downy plank? I don't know the proper name. I just made that up. <laughs> when you're in a high plank and then a low plank and then a high plank and then a low plank. Uppy-downy plank sounds good to me. Okie dokie. Yeah, I really couldn't um, do crab walking. I could not do it all. Reverse crunching, I could not do it all. Mm. A lot of it has to do because I have a bad back. A lot of that yeah. was super limited, but it's gotten better. Um, at first, I could do when you're like in a plank and then you go to the side and you bring your arm up. I don't know what those mm. are called. And I would do it on my knees to start. And my yeah. little kneecaps would pop on the rug. Oh. <laughs> so now that I can do it up on my toes, it's much safer. Yeah. So I would definitely, definitely would recommend Chloe to anybody. But just yeah. be careful because I think, you know, she says that there's a really supportive community. And I do think it's a supportive community. But I also think if you get too deep into looking at like before and after pictures, it can be really damaging. Mm. I wouldn't recommend that because I think when you see somebody who has your body as a before body and they want to get rid of it it just makes you hate your body and that's kind of something to be really careful of so everyone has their own journeys exactly and it Uh, depends what you want the end outcome to be as I like to say when you put popcorn in a microwave all of the kernels don't pop at once (laughs) some pop early and some pop late but in the end most of them pop there's still a little you know couple fuckers at the bottom who don't pop but we don't talk about them that was the most inspiring thing you've ever said. I, yeah, it's one of my better ones. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We're also trying to inspire people to donate 500 books. Am I right? Oh my gosh, that transition. Woof! I loved it. No bumps either. We are a bump-free zone here. We are smooth. Oh, like laser sailing. hair removal. I wouldn't know. Sorry. <laughs> you said it wouldn't work on me. I don't think it would. I think your hair is too light. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> if we... anyone's listening and they want to provide a sponsor for hair laser removal. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Hit us up. Um, <laughs> so we, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement getting so much, you know, I don't want to say attention, but that is what it's getting. Not like we were just jumping in on for the attention, but we wanted to make a meaningful impact. And we, mm. you know, we're like, how can we cover it on our site? You know, we're two white women, but we have a fairly diverse team of women who, who write for us. But, um, you know, we, we don't usually write about too deep topics on our website. And, yeah. you know, you, you want to be careful. And it's just, it's not about us, um, but we wanted to support it in any way that we could. And, we realized, you know, we, we write about books a lot and we have a lot of contacts in the book world and, you know, a great way for us to, you know, make a meaningful impact without stepping on any toes or, you know, speaking where we, you know, shouldn't be speaking was to collect books because we saw, you know, a lot of chatter on Twitter about how, you know, most books are written by white authors about white characters, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, black people, children, teens, never get to read a book by a black author about black characters you know it's a huge Mm. issue in the publishing industry that I think um is definitely coming to light right now that they absolutely need to be doing a better job of but there are a lot of great books out there that are written by black authors and so we were like tons let's get our hands on those as many as we can and give them to charities so that they can give them to you know children and teens who can't get them otherwise and so we picked um, the Book Truck, which is a, you know, registered charity in the U.S. They're in Long Beach, California, and they give out books to, you know, underprivileged teens in L.A. County. They have a book truck, as their name implies, um, <laughs> and they kind of drive up and they set up like a pop-up bookstore and the, um, you know, the teens can just come browse for a book and and take it home. And so, you know, we were thinking like how incredible it would be if we had hundreds of books by black authors on the shelves for them to take. And, you know, I was speaking to their, you know, director there at the book truck and she was like, we really want to, you know, have books that represent the community that we serve. And so this would be perfect. And so that's why, you know, I chose that one for the U S. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great initiative if I do say so myself that we've put together. Um, So yeah, I reached out to the children's book project who are based in London, weirdly, like 10 minutes walk from where I rent a room where I haven't stayed for the past three months, <laughs> um, who also do something really similar. So they're a registered charity in the UK um, and they kind of distribute used and also new books to children and their families, um, mostly in London and also in Oxford, which is quite close by. Um, so we've partnered with them to actually work with three, maybe four Um, schools which have low income children who study there um, to also get these books into their hands Um, also it's a bit of a weird time where schools aren't currently actually well they don't have any pupils in them at the moment they're shut because of the virus Um, so we're actually going to be putting all of the books together and then giving them to the children so that they can take them home and have something over the summer break 
Yeah, that's what the book truck was telling me is that they've had like a huge increase in demand because mm. the kids aren't in school and they want to be reading. Like they want to, you know, mm-hmm. they need that to occupy themselves. Um, so the, the demand has definitely been higher since there's been no yeah. school. So it was a really good time to help them. And so we... Mm. We set up Amazon wish lists in the UK and the US um, so that people could easily, you know, see what books, you know, we'd picked um, by them and they would ship directly to these charities so that, you know, there's no time wasted. They can get right into the community. Um, and then people can also, you know, if you'd prefer to shop at an independent bookstore, a local bookstore, you know, we provided the address on our website. And then we also, as kind of an afterthought, set up GoFundMes for each of the charities just so that people, you know, if they preferred to just give some money so that they could, you know, the charities could buy the books themselves, whatever. It would just be like an easy, you know, additional thing. And those really took off. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I set them um, for $500 in pounds respectively. And the US one has already doubled that. We're over a thousand. We're over 1100 now. Um, we are flying and it's what has it been a week since we launched it I think yeah just incredible I mean I would let's double it again sky's the limit do it (laughs) (laughs) but anyways if you donate a book or a dollar right now we will enter you in a little giveaway to win the Harry Styles cover issue of beauty papers the good cover you know the one where he's got the tights on and no top fishnets like, who wouldn't want that? So donate a buck. Donate a book. Oh, a buck or a book. Whoa. And you will be entered to win that sexy cover. And if you've already donated, um, send us a screenshot and we'll enter you in it as well. And just massive thank you. Yeah, huge thanks. This is going to be awesome. You ready for a little game? I'm always ready. Well, you're in luck because I've got a um, gorgeous friend on the line all the way from Glasgow. Um, that's Glasgow to everyone else. Um, Justine, who I met at my old job, uh, and it was love at first sight when I was wearing a Harry Styles jumper. Her eyes met mine from across the room. She saw the merchandise on me. And um, ever since then, it's been history, as they say. So... What we're going to do today is Justine is going to say some words, some Scottish phrases and words, and Jackie and me are going to try and guess just what the hell she's saying and what it means. I feel like you're going to have such a better chance at winning this game because I'm assuming we're competing, right? Everything's a competition. Yeah, everything's a competition. So, I mean, you you live closer in the terms of geography and you've worked together so my my odds of winning here are slim but I'm ready to go (laughs) I like it fighting talk (laughs) always ready to play all right cool hit us with it okay so you have heard me say a lot of words that to me are just normal words that I just drop into sentences drop into conversations and I get a response of a very blank face back (laughs) because no one understands how I say (laughs) So I tend to find myself slowing down and talking in what we would call a Glasgow uni accent. Or you slow your words down and you talk really poshly, but that's not how I normally talk. Wow. I'm learning so much. (laughs) I'm just sitting here with like the biggest smile on my face. (laughs) I just love it. Right, if I was to say you're absolutely bogging. Oh, I I kind of know this one. 
Is that because I say it a lot? Yeah. Is it like you're you're crazy? <laughs> no, I would say like, well, if you're bogging, it's like you're disgusting. Oh. Is that right? Yeah, like you're dirty. <laughs> Do you say that to a lot of people? Dirty. <laughs> what kind of office were you guys working in? <laughs> oh, it was bogging. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, absolutely bogging. <laughs> or you could say it was absolutely rank. Oh, yeah. We use rank. Does bogging come from, like, bog, like a toilet? Um, That's a good question, actually. Or, like, I guess, you, do you have, do you say, like, a muddy river type thing is also a bog? Yeah. A cranberry bog. Yeah. It's a cranberry bog. <laughs> <laughs> Cranberries grow in bogs. <laughs> what? We... We, do you have ocean spray, cranberry juice? In yeah. yeah. That comes from Massachusetts. We got the cranberry box. <laughs> oh, I just thought they grew like on a tree. <laughs> you learn something new every day. You really do. Always learning stuff on this podcast. Very educational. <laughs> okay. Gonna no do that. What? <laughs> If I say, see, gonna no do that. Is it English? Gonna no do that. What? <laughs> gonna no do that. Does my not in? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> Share it with the class. You're gonna not, gonna not do that. Like, can you not do that? Yeah. What's the second part then? Gonna no do that. Does my not in? That does, it does my nut in. Don't do that. It does my head in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. When the first said it, I was like, gonna I do that? What? <laughs> I didn't think it was like English language at all. <laughs> this is hard. I love it. If I, like, I'm going to walk, right, and I meet somebody I know. Right. And we're having a wee blather. What? What does that mean? A blether. Uh huh. They're having you're having a, a chat, a little conversation. A point goes to Jackie. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. She's so competitive. I don't like this. I know. <laughs> You'd absolutely scun it listening to this. Scun it. Uh, Jesus, I'm absolutely scun it listening to this. And yeah, he'd tell you about mints. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm I'm absolutely like I'm pissed, and my head's gone. If you were to say you're pissed, like to me, that would mean like someone's drunk. Yeah, that's what I meant. Nah, mm. like you're scunnered. You're just like, sorry, what? What's going on? No, are you, no. Are, are, they're confused. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're scunner. I think I get that point again. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> yeah, this is Jackie's actually doing better than you, Verity. Oh, great! Thanks. Cheers, <laughs> Verity. You after karaoke, just a bit pushed. <laughs> yeah, pushed. <laughs> I think that might be your favourite Scottish word. No, my favourite is. The fuck you doing, you wee shite? 
<laughs> you're actually like your impression of that gets better as the months go on it's the only thing I can say in your accent <laughs> and even that is questionable like Jackie like it's really hard to like you, you see someone at 10 o'clock in the morning and the first thing they, they try and do is a Scottish <laughs> accent <laughs> oh god you should have punched her <laughs> oh I just let them go on with it now it's funnier for me watching the like listening to the attempts yeah yeah you're off your head. You you're off your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah Boom in your face. Don't say yeah. Come on, buzz around. No, ding ding ding. What I was gonna say, but I was being polite and letting you go first. Yeah, of course you were, Mrs. Competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I'm going to reduce it from a list. Right. Oh god. Some Scottish words and slang. Oh god, this is going to be even harder. Why? What if it's slang? Okay. Oh. Are we bairn? Say it again. Are we bairn? A small beer. <laughs> Are we bairn? Bairn. Oh, a small... It literally sounds like you're saying a small burn. <laughs> I, I, I touched my flat iron this morning. I got a wee burn. <laughs> yeah. A wee baby. You oh. were not saying baby. Yeah, a wee bairn. A bairn is a baby. <laughs> oh my god. Kid. How do you spell that? B-A-I-R-N. Wow. I mean, that's probably more of like an old Scottish slang word. Like, nowadays, you wouldn't say like, the bairns are outside, say, or the wains are outside playing. <laughs> oh my god, it is honestly, it is another language. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't understand a lot of stuff people from Edinburgh or Aberdeen say. It's like different languages. Wow. That's wild. And you can definitely tell the difference between the accents. They're probably a lot more... Edinburgh's a lot more posher and Aberdeen's a bit more broader. Right. I thought he gives me the bulk. He gives me the... Bulk. Bulk. He creeps me out. Yeah. ding 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 (laughs) I'm surprised you got that that quick yeah so like if someone's like hitting on you and you're just like get away from me you give me the bulk yeah yeah I can see it I can feel it I really can't I'm just like wondering what the hell I'm doing right now (laughs) I really thought you had the advantage in this game no we don't say any of this down south but you must have heard it. How? I'm not Scottish. But you're like close. Oh, I'm nowhere near. It's the other end of the country. I've never even been to Scotland. Yeah, it would probably take me about 10 hours to get to Verity right now. Like in a car? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're on an island. I don't in know how car. it looks over there. See, like if I drove 10 hours, I'd only be like one state over. Yeah, but you're in America. <laughs> It's just so big over here. True that. Okay. I'm absolutely drunk it. Now, this is something my gran would have said when she was in her 90s. So this isn't something I would put into a sentence now. But if she said, I'm absolutely drunk it. I'm knackered. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. That was going to be my guess too. I'm soaked. Soaking wet. Soaked. You've been out in the rain all day and you've ended up absolutely drunk it. You're dripping. 
Like how you drink, right? Yeah, wow. It's just, just sounds like just weird noises you're doing in my ears. <laughs> Shut your giggy. Shut your mouth. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a point. Finally. <laughs> That's absolutely hoaxing over there. The heck? Say it again. That's absolutely hoaxing over there. It's like busy over there. Yay! You got it. Wow, that was a stab in the dark. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> I bet. I'm about Peely Wiley. <laughs> Pardon. Peely Wiley? <laughs> you go on holiday and you hope to come back no looking Peely Wiley. Oh, okay. Sunburned? The opposite. I'm Peely Wiley. You're very Peely Wiley. People think yeah. I'm Peely Wiley and then they see you. <laughs> and then you look tan and you're not Peely Wiley. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell that one? Oh, I got it. I'm I'm googling it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Is Jackie cheating? I think so. No, I just I'm like a super visual person, and I want to see the words. Oh my god! This is a Scots urban word that means to be pale and colorless in appearance, or off color and ill looking. Great, great. I'm glad I came to mind when you said peely welly. <laughs> It can refer to the national skin color of Scots. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like that one. Right. I've got a pure ruddy. Oh, sounds painful. <laughs> a, ru- a ruddy? Ruddy. Ruddy. If I said that's just giving me a pure ruddy, that's making me feel embarrassed. Oh. oh, like your like your complexion red. is red. Yeah. Like you got a red face, like a red face. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense now. I know you're saying ready, 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 like R I D D Y. Yeah, no, that still doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you're getting up your red face. <laughs> yeah, but you said R I D D Y, ready. Uh, yeah. Well, like I guess you're ready. You're mental. <laughs> I love this. Right, my favourite thing to have when I'm at home is I've got to have it on a Saturday. A wee tatty scone. You know what a tatty is now? Oh! A potato! <laughs> a potato scone. What's a potato scone? It's like, I think they're called in England, like, potato cakes. Yeah, I've never had one. What do you have it with? What do you do with it? Uh, I put it in a roll and have it a rolling sausage and patty scone or a veggie sausage. Wait, so is it a bit like a hash brown? It looks like a tortilla. It's not deep fried though. Hash browns are deep fried, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Wow, it looks delish. Very. I'll bring you some when I eventually um, return to the country. All right, great. I'll let you know when I eventually return to my room that I'm still paying for. Oh, same. <laughs> oh, God. That's awful. Love that. If you've fallen over and you end up with a stooky, what's that? I don't know if you use that in England. A stooky? Um, you got like a 
You got a boo boo. You got a scab. I've fallen over really bad, and you go to the hospital and they put a stucky on you. <gasps> oh, oh you cast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, stucky. I have absolutely no idea why it's called a stucky, but it's always been called that. I only just found out that a band aid is the brand, and it's not the name of the plaster. Really? <laughs> but we call them. But it's like how we call tissues yeah. Kleenex, or like a copy is a Xerox. A what? It what's a Xerox? It's just the name of the company that made the copy machines. Oh right. But it's like when you adopt the brand name to be like the word. There's a there's a term. Like when I call a vacuum cleaner a Hoover. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. You learn something new every day. You really do. Yeah. I really didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> Cranberry bogs. Uh, I, I just thought cranberry grew out of like bushes like raspberries do. <laughs> when you get off this, you have to Google cranberry bog. I'm going to do it now. Cranberries yeah, grow it... in beds layered with sand, peat and gravel. These beds are commonly known as bogs or marshes and were originally formed as a result of glacial deposits. <laughs> when you come here next fall, we'll hit the bogs. Great. I might just come with you if I a cranberry bog. Oh, yeah, come on. More the merrier. I like how I'm just inviting you, like, sure, Jackie will let you stay. Of course I will. <laughs> We're going to do cranberry bogs and four Harry Styles shows. Are you in? Oh, you've got me. <laughs> you had me at cranberry bog, now you've got Harry Styles. Best trip ever. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll mark it in the calendar and hope next year's not a write-off. Wow, God, oh, living hope. So, is it time to go on to peeves? Yes, the best time of the day. I'm roll. I'm literally rolling up my street. My street. What is wrong with me? I don't know. I'm literally rolling up my sleeves right now because I am so ready to jump into this pop peeve because there's just one today because it will take up everything. I mean. Yeah, let's let's just delve straight into it. I mean, it's fun. I'm kind of torn because like Black Lives Matter, I don't want to speak too much in depth about this issue because it's not my issue to speak about. Mm. Um, but we are in a place where we have a platform and should use it. And so I do want to talk about J.K. Rowling, the infamous author of the Harry Potter series, being an absolute transphobe. Mm-hmm on twitter she the fact that i'm sure everyone has seen the original tweets and the following one which was that supposed to be an apology i still don't really understand but it's just like miss rolling are you aware of what's going on in the world right now and how much hate and negativity is currently being spread in literally every single place across the globe. Now is not the time to spread your horrible, shitty, transphobic messages when you have such a large platform, you should be uplifting people. She, was, she was literally like, ooh, lot going on, lot going on. Wow, okay. <laughs> Coronavirus pandemic black lives matter protests across the globe hmm this is what a great time to talk about transphobia yeah like what how did your brain make that leap jk i don't get it 
I, and this isn't the first time. There's been so many previous cases of where she's written about this, whether it's in her books. I can't remember what's the alias she writes under, some guy's name. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um, there's been plenty of examples of it within those books that have been published where, you know, she talks about, um, she talks like basically openly, she's transphobic in them. And then all of this comes to light. There's always been like chattering around it on Twitter. But I've never really delved into it that deeply yeah. until these surfaced the other day. I just like, what a hill to die on. Like you, mm. I mean, it's, there was a time when she was richer than the Queen of England, right? That's what they used to tell us over here. Yeah. And Well, I don't doubt it. I've never heard that, but yeah. She could have just taken her billions and fucked off somewhere and been quiet mm. <laughs> and just lived out a great life with her money making some good charitable donations and just being quiet. Mm -hmm. But instead she has chosen to make taking up arms against trans folks, her platform. Like, are you kidding me? And you raised a very valid point. I think you sent me a tweet where it was like, if you look in all of the Harry Potter books, there's like nothing that it's like his best friend is a guy like the protagonist is a guy. Yes. Every main character is male. It's not even like there's some deep rooted issue that she has. Yes, with women. And then, you know, you you've got Hermione who basically just does his homework for him. That's like mm. her big role was just like being smart and figuring shit out for him and then him taking all the credit for it. Basically. It's just I mean, I just reread the books and as this was happening, I was finishing the seventh and I'm like, it's just like the, the feeling inside you where you're like this horrible woman penned one of my favorite things. Like, how do mm. you contend with that? Like, can you separate the art from the artist? I don't, it's rough. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, a lot of companies and individuals are boycotting sort of anything Harry Potter, anything that has the name on it that she might earn a penny from. And to be honest, rightly so. I actually unsubscribed from Pottermore this morning when Ooh, I got an email. Good one. Because um, I was just thinking, I my beliefs do not align with what yours so clearly are. That I just can't be a part of that right now. It's. It's really rough. And I just think that Hogwarts and Harry Potter and that whole world was such a refuge for so many marginalized mm. young people that, that it just hurts. It just, it's really painful. And I saw um, BuzzFeed did an article about trans folks who have Harry Potter tattoos mm. and how they kind of have to live with that now. And I also have a Harry Potter tattoo. Mm -hmm. And we've chosen to make that world a permanent part of our bodies and now the creator of the world is proving to be wretched mm. and it's just like it's really complicated yeah and there were replies to the tweet about that article that were just disgusting I mean I won't even I won't even go into it because it doesn't need attention but I just mm. sometimes I wish when BuzzFeed tweeted things like that they would use that new feature on Twitter where only people who are like added in the tweet yeah. can reply because like those nasty tweets just nobody needs to be reading them and I wish yeah. BuzzFeed would stop making a space for them and I'm sure they're just like oh my god look at our engagement rates so good but it's like no 
just nasty Twitter trolls saying horrible, horrible things that are hurting people. Mm. And you, it is within your control to stop that. And I really wish that they would do that. Yeah. But I am really impressed because, I mean, I guess maybe they feel safe because the movies have already been filmed, but all of the actors and actresses from, you know, the Harry Potter world have really spoken out against her. Mm. And I mean, like really spoken out against her, like left, left nothing to the imagination. Like Daniel Radcliffe published his own piece on the Trevor Project's website. Like he didn't, nobody wrote it for him. Like it wasn't just quotes in a, in a, you know, news piece. Like he wrote the whole thing. Yeah. He said, you know, I realize that certain press outlets will probably want to paint this as infighting between J.K. Rowling and myself, but that is really not what this is about, nor what it's important right now. While Joe is unquestionably responsible for the course my life has taken, as someone who has been honored to work with and continues to contribute to the Trevor Project for the last decade, and just as a human being, I feel compelled to say something at this moment. Transgender women are women. Any statement to the contrary erases their identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional healthcare associations who have far more expertise on this subject matter than either Joe or I. And I think that was just really impressive. And there's a bunch more. I mean, I know I saw Emma Watson did a few really quite impactful tweets about it as well. Yeah, she Um, said... She's always been an ally, hasn't she? So what did... Yeah, what did she say? Well, there's that iconic photo of her with like her arms up. And she's in a white t-shirt and it says trans yeah. rights or human rights. And so that kind of started circulating again. And so she said on Twitter, trans people are who they say they are and deserve to live their lives without being constantly questioned or told they aren't who they say they are. I want my trans followers to know that I and so many other people around the world see you, respect you and love you for who you are. And then she said that she donates to two charities um, and that if you can, you could you know do the same. And one is... Mm-hmm. Um, Mermaids Gender, which is a UK charity that has uh, supported gender diverse and transgender children and teenagers for 25 years. And then Mama Cash, which is the oldest international feminist fund, and they support pioneering and innovative activism of girls, women's, trans and intersex people around the world. Yeah, great. Good way to use use your platform. That, That is how you use your platform. Yes. Rupert Grint, said that he firmly stands by the trans community and echoes the sentiments expressed by many of his peers. Trans women are women, trans men are men. We should all be entitled to live with love and without judgment. And even um, Bonnie Wright, who plays Ginny Weasley in the movie, said, Mm. if Harry Potter was a source of love and belonging for you, that love is infinite and there to take without judgment or question. Trans women are women. I see and love you. And I think, you know, I hope that people can do what she says and that, you know, those books are, you know, there for you and that love is infinite. And, you know, this doesn't have to take that away. Um, There was a great tweet where somebody was like, it's so weird that, you know, nobody knows who wrote the Harry Potter books. Like they, they just appeared and there's no (laughs) author. And I just think that's the best way to look at it. Like remove J.K. Rowling from this, you know, if you want to rip her name off your cover, do it, do it, take your paperback, rip off that bottom part of the cover you don't need it you don't need it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's a really good way of looking at it because at the end of the day it still will bring so much joy to everyone like you can get lost in those different magical worlds and to be honest that is something that people need right now with everything else going on in the world and 
they were a huge escape for me these past couple of weeks. And yeah, I mean, if people want to make sure that no more money gets in her pocket, like mm. go buy the books at, you know, Goodwill or something. Yeah. There's always Harry Potter books in charity shops. Yeah. I mean, God, I can't even imagine how many have been printed in this world already. So yeah, go support your local bookstore, go support, you know, your neighbor who's selling them in their front yard. Yeah. You don't have to buy a new copy. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. I think um, for pop peeves this week, it's just going to be JK Rowling. She is one big peeve. She be the biggest peeve. Yeah. She peevy. You peeving us, bitch. God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Beautiful. (laughs) Um... Okay. Send us home. <clears throat> All right. That concludes episode four of Fandemonium with me, Verity Harris, and my US co-part, Jacqueline Colgraf. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time, you know, depending on if there's any more movements within the world and how our heads feel. Um, in the meantime, give us a like, follow us, subscribe, get in touch if you've got any questions or want to be featured on this, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, God, we are so professional.